So a lot of people ask me this question like, well, if I start testosterone, am I going to have to be on it forever? I'm like, well, why not replenish and feel like you did when you were in your 20s? You know, so when I when I talk to my patients, it's not just about le- uh, hormone levels. A lot of times I'm, I'm looking at, you know, lifestyle you know, management, but I'm also looking at um, their free testosterone, their bioavailable testosterone, their sex hormone binding globulin, their FSH and LH, right? So there's the thermostat and there's the furnace. There's two ways that I look at things. And why does it expedite aging? Because they feel fatigued. They lack that motivation. They can't build muscle, right? And I think the key to longevity is resistance training. It's the ability to continue to build muscle. In the world of anti-aging, there are many products and approaches that claim to be the pot of gold to help you look and feel young forever. To help us better understand the world of anti-aging and regenerative wellness is today's guest, Mary Ann Coffey. Mary is the founder and clinical pharmacist at Boutique Wellness in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. She holds double board certifications in clinical nutrition and from the American Academy of Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine. She is also a member of the American Society of Consultant Pharmacists and board member of the North Carolina Integrative Medical Society. I am Dr. Andrew Wong, co-founder of Capital Integrative Health. This is a podcast dedicated to transforming the consciousness around what it means to be healthy and understanding the root causes of both disease and wellness. Don't miss this enlightening conversation about the approaches Mary takes with her clients to support the body in regenerative medicine and to promote a healthy body at all stages of life. Thank you so much, Mayor, for coming on today and uh, great to see you again. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. So let's talk about first some background. So you're both a clinical pharmacist and nutritionist. What motivated you to become both a pharmacist and nutritionist? Well, actually I was using pharmacy as pre-med and just decided after graduating just to stay and keep, keep pharmacy for a while. And after practicing for uh, pharmacy for about 15 years, I did long-term care, um, some retail. Um, it was really in the long-term care sector where I realized that I didn't want to do this anymore. It was after filling 22 scripts for one patient. And I said, you know what, there's something different here. So I went back to school and got my certification in clinical nutrition and also got my fellowship um, in um, uh, from A4M, which is the American Academy of Anti-Aging Regenerative Medicine. Yes, and that's, that's, that's when everything just took off. It's just been a domino effect since then. Uh, opened my practice back in 2018. Um, started with just clinical nutrition and then morphed into hormones and now doing regenerative medicine and now aesthetics. So we're growing and I'm happy to see um, and happy to be here. That's so awesome. Uh, so you've really started with, with, like you said, nutrition, but aesthetics, regenerative medicine, anti-aging medicine. It sounds like you're doing well, and, and uh, we can talk about this at the end too, but your clinic is in North Carolina, correct? Yes, uh, next to Wake Forest, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Okay, all right, go Demon Deacons, yeah. Yeah, that's right, that's <laughs> Let, right. Let's talk about anti-aging for a second in general for the listeners. So what is anti-aging medicine? What kind of symptoms does anti-aging address? You know, How can that help people? Sure, so a lot of times people come to me for hormones, uh, to balance them, uh, low libido, fatigue, no low, just flat liners. And a lot of times it happens after having some virus, you know, whatever it is, it could be that, or it could just be something that they've experienced for the past eight years and just thought it was normal until they realized, you know what, my partner deserves more. How do I get my libido back? So I would say it starts with, you know, balancing hormones. Uh, but then 
if you do that and you don't address the adrenals, it's pointless, right? So I do, I do address the adrenals, the thyroid, the pancreas. I look at the whole body and as well as uh, assessing hormones. Now, when I look at aging, what I think about are infl inflammation, right? I think about inflammatory cells. What we call them are actually zombie cells or senescent cells. And that is something that we accumulate over time. And the key to that is removing them, right? And how the best way is fasting. I talk to all my patients about fasting over 24 hours. But I also talk about different supplements like resveratrol, quercetin, uh, fisetin, you know, and how to dose that. And then I do some, some biologics, you know, afterwards to help uh, continue that removal and uh, help with that restoring and regenerative process. So, so the zombie cells, I, I think that's just a fascinating term. Um, yeah. I don't know who coined uh, the senescent, you know, zombie cells. Is the body always trying to get rid of them in general or it, without fasting? It, like if we don't fast, will they still, will the body still get rid of the zombie cells? No, they won't. Okay. They won't actually, if we not, if we don't uh, actively try to remove them, they multiply um, or they stay dormant or they just stay there. And so the key is to uh, promote that, uh, you know, excretion or removal of the, of the zombie cells. And that's through a combination of, of different things, not just fasting, it's lifestyle, it's exercise, it's apop, you know, increasing, as you know, apoptosis, the ability to remove those cells, but also, you know, a series of certain supplements, green tea extract, you know, how, what, how do we look at the cell? And this is something that my, my medical director taught me through years. And, and when I look at him, you know, and most people think he's in his early fifties. He's in his, he's hitting 70. And wow. that's what shocked me. It's like, you know, he looked and I was like, well, what did you do? And it's a lifelong process of really, you know, exercise, diet, lifestyle. And how, how do we, how do we slow it down? So now I'm looking at, you know, glutathione processes, um, mitochondrial processes, you know, it's all, you know, it's all combined. So it's not just about, you know, fasting. No, it's right. not, but it's a, it's a combination of that. Um, would AMPK help AMPK activators like berberine and things like that? Oh yeah, of course. So I actually like, you know, I do a lot of semaglutide in the practice or Zempic. So mm -hmm. a lot of people also come to me for weight loss. So I do do a three month weight loss program when I balance their hormones. I'm like, well, a lot of times it's weight loss. I have such difficult, you know, difficulty losing that weight. So I do a GLP-1 agonist, which helps decrease gastric emptying, but it also regulates the blood sugar and decreases insulin resistance, you know, so that's, you know, I think it's great for longevity being on a GLP-1. It's great for fertility too. And mm. it's FDA approved. So people will know it. It's they're doing great advertising on TV on Ozempic, you know, so, you know, we do that and people look for it um, and it works, yeah. you know, but it doesn't work for everybody. Like for those that have SIBO or gastric issues, I don't give it to them. Or even those that have um, history of depression that is contraindicated. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People don't realize that they're like, Oh, it's okay. I'm like, no, not really. You know, cause it does, ha it does tend to make them a little bit more flat line. More flat. Okay. Got it. That's good. That's good to know. And um, just going back to hormones, since I know that's a big part of your practice, what is it about hormone imbalances, let's say, whether it's deficiency or, or just frank imbalances that lead to accelerated aging? And, and how do you, how do you typically use hormones to balance that out? And it's, I know it's a broad question, but you know, how, I guess, how are hormones related to aging? Sure. So it's like a car, you know, if we were lacking in, you know, we need to change the oil or something's you know, off, why not fill it? So a lot of people ask me this question, like, well, if I start testosterone, am I going to have to be on it forever? I'm like, well, why not replenish 
and feel like you did when you were in your 20s. You know, so when I when I talk to my patients, it's not just about le- uh, hormone levels. A lot of times, I'm I'm looking at you know lifestyle you know management, but I'm also looking at um, their free testosterone, their bioavailable testosterone, their sex hormone binding globulin, their FSH and LH. Right. So there's the thermostat and there's the furnace. There's two ways that I look at things. And why does it expedite aging? Because they feel fatigued. They lack that motivation. They can't build muscle. Right. And I think the key to longevity is resistance training. It's the ability to continue to build muscle. Right. And keep that waist circumference. You know, so when you balance the hormones and not everyone needs that, you can do it with herbs. You can do it with lifestyle. Depends on how their environment has been, how toxic maybe, or that, or thereof, or lack thereof, toxicities are present in the body. But I find that just doing basic testosterone, especially I'm talking about a male patient um, and an estrogen blocker, you can do that naturally, but I find that giving an aromatase inhibitor is a little yeah. bit more effective. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. something to help stimulate the brain because 93% of the time, if you suffered a concussion or any type of head trauma, you have secondary hypogonadism. So what is that causing? You can't, your pituitary is not telling your luteinizing hormone to tell your testes to make testosterone, right? So, you know, you need to stimulate that, but we can't just give you testosterone because what happens is your testes will shrink, right? No one wants that. Okay, you know, so that's why we always want to work on both angles, stimulating and continuing that production endogenously through that LH production, right? Those different products we can give like clomiphene, HCG, Cuspeptin, gonadorelin, depends. And it's a symphony, you know, there's a little dance that we play here as well because not everyone responds the same way. So I put people usually on like a retainer and it just, it continues and I follow them every seven weeks and just really just help them get to their, their desired state. And a lot of times they they start feeling better. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it does. That I don't know if you know this um, podcast, High Intensity Health by Mike Mutzel. He he talks a lot about better living through chemistry, and he's okay. has a nutritional background too. I think, and you know, he talks about you know kind of anti aging in a way through through diet and lifestyle. But I think adding some of the the meds or different things can be very helpful herbs, like you said, supporting like all angles. Um, curious about your, um, your experience with peptides. I know you've kind of gotten to the peptide space um, and, and how, that, how that helps anti-aging. So um, first of all, what are peptides just for the listener? And then what are, our, what are some of the benefits that you can see with peptides for our health and wellness? Sure. Well, I think peptides are definitely um, gaining more and more popularity. Right. And the key is that we send out the right information out there. So it's used appropriately. Um, so peptides are small chain amino acids that are naturally occurring in the body. For insulin, insulin is a peptide, right? Humalog, Lantus, Levomere, they're all peptides. They're longer chain, I think 54 amino acid chains. We have the shorter ones, which are like BPC, TB4, uh, TA1. Those are yeah, careful about saying those because they're not FDA approved and I can't make medical claims, right? So we're very careful about that. However, what I have seen, and there are studies that support this, is that they help with um, gut issues, like the common ones that we use that you can also find over the counter is called BPC, body protection compound. They're available in capsule, sublingual, and injectable form. I find that the injectable form works the best. However, the, sub, the intranasal, there's also intranasal, helps with neuroinflammation. So a lot of times you have patients coming in with what anxiety, depression, 
you know, so not only does it help with anxiety and depression by lessening that neuroinflammation, a lot of times their brain is just inflamed, but why is it inflamed? So you always think toxins for me anyway, right? So restore the gut. So peptides just help, but they're not cure all. You need to follow it with nutrition, diet, and lifestyle. If you don't have that, it's pointless doing any peptides and balancing hormones. So they're, so to answer your question, they're naturally occurring in the body and they just help heal and regenerate the body. They're usually given in small doses. You can give it in different doses from capsules to injectables to nasal spray. And then you would um, administer it. Usually it takes, sometimes it takes three months. Sometimes it takes two days. But what I found with like common peptides that I've recommended is that it helps with tissue repair. It helps with inflammation. So before I do any weight loss program, I got to look at their homocysteine, their CRP, what's inflamed. And if they're inflamed, it's pointless putting them on a weight loss program because they're just, they're not going to do well. So that's why I find that doing a low inflammatory diet with intermittent fasting or a ketogenic diet with intermittent fasting with a combination of supplements, and then add the anti-inflammatory peptides that just specific to target, but they're pleiotropic, meaning there's a lot of different mechanisms. So it may be causing anti-inflammation, but it's also repairing the gut. It's also helping with ligament repair, like a lot of shoulder issues or knee issues, what I'm dealing with. You can inject it even in, in, in that area too. The closer to the site of action, of course, the better it is. So as I mentioned, I, I'm sorry, I'm going all over. It's hard to just great. a 20 minute talk mm-hmm. on peptides, but that's what I'm seeing, you know, and that's how I use them. I use them first as anti-inflammation and then I use it as a weight loss program. So I do a lot of growth hormone precursors along with the the um, the appetite suppressant or not the appetite suppressant, but we call it GLP-1 agonist. GLP-1, yeah. Yeah, semaglutide works great when given in conjunction to a growth hormone precursor. So I measure IGF-1 on all my patients. I like those numbers between 250 and 270. Kids, like teenagers have optimal IGF-1 normally, right? Although mm-hmm. I'm seeing younger and younger having lower IGF-1. And what is that? That's your insulin growth factor. That measures your growth hormone. It's your rate of recovery. When that's optimized, you're finding that you're recovering faster, you're sleeping better. You know, you're, you, you can go, like that's the teenagers that go out, drink all night, right? Sleep two hours the next day, they're fine, right? They have like, like they react like nothing. Whereas for us in our late, in our early forties, we're, we're tired all the time. So that's where I optimize their growth hormone as well through precursors. So I have a lot of questions now from, from that <laughs> comment. Um, we're going to go down different rabbit holes now. When you have someone on bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, are you always considering a growth hormone agonist as well in those situations? Or how can you, when do you decide to do growth hormone? Oh, that's a good question. Agonist? No, um, we're careful about that. In some states, it's illegal. In some states, it is approved and it's very expensive to do a growth hormone agonist. But so, I, th- I thought you talking mentioned about like phenotropin and nototropin. Is that what you're referring to? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I just, I just thought you had mentioned about like you have someone on a GLP-1 agonist yes. and then you're going to give them something else to boost. Oh, to help a precursor. Yeah. A, a precursor. For, yeah. Sorry. A precursor yeah. for, for GH. Yeah. Yeah. For GH. So when do I start it? Yeah. I would start it um, as long as there's no inflammation. So I would start, I would, I usually do an anti-inflammatory. If they have no issues with that and they just want to lose weight. Or sometimes after being on a GLP-1 agonist like semaglutide or loraglutide, um, they plateau and they stop losing weight. And that's when I add it. I'm like, okay, let's add this adjunct to it. But you always want to separate it from food by 30 minutes and exercise, post-exercise is when it works best. It's great for inflammation too. 
Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. That, that's so CJC great. is what I use. CJC IPM um, two two is the unit. They use about five units. At, yeah, I'm careful. We'll have about to talk that. more offline yeah, we'll on that. That's more a, about that's yeah. Awesome. Uh, thank you. And and I guess for the the peptides too, just for listeners, are there any uh, are there any known uh, sort of like other biological effects that would be considered side effects or those type of things for these? What's the well, I mentioned before, you know, there are certain things that I wouldn't use, like there's mod SC that help boost the mitochondria, but you always want to measure homocysteine, check folate levels. So there's a lot of different things. And that's why we do education with providers. In fact, what we do is I, we provide, I have this educational course coming up in August in Sonoma, California. My partner, Dr. Joe Cleaver and I are putting this together. And we, our aim is to bring experts together and educate on protocols, proper dosing not just the science, not just the chemistry about it, behind it, but, but the science, you know, how it works, why it works and what has worked. And then we bring our case studies with us, our difficult case studies and bring, people can bring them with them. And then we also have a, an app. So, so the, the proper use is really, you know, it's, it's education um, uh, with our providers for sure. Thank you. For the peptides, would you say that people could be on them long-term? Is there some yeah. short course that they're on or how, how does that work? You know, my favorite patient is the one that knows their body the best and knows what does what, you know? So some people would say, you know what? I think I need to take a break on my BPC. I want to start on, um, and that's when their gut is great. You know, like they mm -hmm. have bowel movements every day. They're sleeping great. They can tolerate any food and, and, and excrete it really quickly. That's when you know they don't need it anymore. And they take a break. Yeah. From, does that make sense? So that's how it all start. comes back to the gut. Yeah. It all comes back to yes, the gut. Microbiome. It, like, yeah. it all does microbiome. every single thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Gut lining, microbiome, motility absorption. Um, and you said there's different ways to take peptides. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about, let's pivot a bit towards aging skin and wrinkles. Cause I know that everyone at the end of the day is into healthy skin. Sure. Um, are there any topicals? Um, uh, now this is a more broad question, but not necessarily for peptides. It could be, but what do you kind of recommend to address aging skin or, or, you know, I guess to optimize healthy skin is probably a better way to say well, it. Well, there, there are a couple of things. Obviously you want to make sure you're taking good multivitamins, good vitamin A, you know, if you're prone to acne, um, I like fish oil, a good quality fish oil, at least four grams a day. It's also great for inflammation too. Um, especially if you're an athlete. But I find um, if you're really interested to get a little bit more elegant is a peptide called GHK copper um, and or GHK, right? And that is um, actually, it's very cancer protective for anyone that has cancer, but it also increases collagen and elasticity in the skin. So does CJC, you know? So those are some, uh, some certain secret peptides that I like, and I've noticed a difference in myself, you know, just using, I just ordered some and it's great for scars too. So you can microneedle add a little bit on the scars and you'll find that it, actually lessens the, the appearance of your scar just nice. doing a little bit of what, what about just collagen itself would you just collagen of course oh yeah of course All collagen that. is great yeah and then red light therapy mm -hmm. you know we do a lot of pdo threads at the clinic you know but but it's really you know it's inside out if you're out if your skin is looking the way it is then it's it is also and i usually do a skin elasticity test just under the eyes or on the hand a lot of times it's hydration you know just drink plenty of water it's how you're excreting it Right. We're, we're seeing a lot of people actually right now in our clinic with hypermobile EDS with the mm -hmm. connective tissue, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome with, oh, with that yeah. genetics, you know, for connective tissue, is there anything in the anti-aging world that 
could be helpful for promoting like healthier connective tissue if someone has a genetic issue like that? Yeah, I'll have to do some research. I know that there is, um, I mean, there are some peptides, like it's not FDA approved here though. It's like cerebrolysin, um, but there is a, uh, integrative peptides that you can get cerebropep. That's more for neuro, uh, okay. ner nerves. Um, but I would think, you know, biologics, you know, I would be careful with that, but I would, I would even think even just regenerating that with, uh, with, um, decellularized growth factors is what we call that. It's where they remove the DNA and they add just the growth factors. So I would think something like that. Okay. Yeah. More research. That's another area for sure. Um, so you said that body protective compound BPC is one of your favorites, one of the most, one to use the most commonly you would say. Yes. for peptides. Much um, I, I know about TA1 as well. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that can and impact the immune system? It's not FDA approved in this country. So okay. it's, uh, it's one of those ones that FDA really did try to remove it from all compounding pharmacies. So it's mm, very difficult mm. to get, but mm. it is FDA approved. It's, I think it's called Zidaxin. And it's great for viruses and it's great for um, boost and modulating the immune system. Um, that, and I also like TB4, thymosin beta-4. So if I'm going to use yeah. any anti-inflammatory, I usually use those, those three would be, uh, BPC, TB4 and KPB. KPB is a very potent anti-inflammatory, uh, as well. Um, and I find that doing those three combinations, um, TA1 I'm careful about because FDA really doesn't like you and th they've shut down a lot of all these oh, wow. pharmacies because of claims. So we can't make any that says right. it does this, you know, right. um, so it's unfortunate because it's a great peptide and I use it for a lot of my autoimmune disorders to help modulate, right? Stimulate other parts of the immune system to help mm -hmm. them get them out of that innate immune system and get them more into the adaptive or just to balance it, right? Just a stimulator. Yeah. So it's a great immune modulator for sure. Right, right. And, and certainly we also see a lot of people with chronic infections. They have no, low natural killer cell counts yeah. with things like TB4 and mm -hmm. other things help with uh, in theory, help with the immune system that way with like boosting that innate immune system in natural killer cells? Uh, adaptive, I would say more not to remove you from the right. innate, you're not in that hyperactive mode for sure. Okay. Yeah, which okay. is where you are when you have autoimmune, right? Your body's attacking itself. Right. You can't tell the difference anymore. Everything reacts, right? You have start to develop these food allergies you never used to have. So I mean, I think my favorite is low-dose naltrexone, but I'm finding people are reacting to low-dose naltrexone. Like, I don't like it. I can't I'm like, well, then we start lower. So yeah, starting yeah. at zero point five milligrams. Ultra know, low, yeah, ultra really low. Really low, and stay low for a while until they, you know, don't feel a response, and then go back up again. And go to like got it. And then going back to the supplements and meds, um, what other things do you recommend that are kind of your go-to for for use for anti-aging? I think uh, beyond for peptides, yeah, just in general, yeah. Or in general, um, for hormones, you know, obviously I do magnesium, zinc. Um, for sure, for blood glucose control, I like chromium and vanadium and CoQ10 because you need eight molecules of chromium to get that insulin inserted, right? Um, so I, you know, there's a couple of products I like from Metabolic Code. Uh, Glute Reg 4 is great. But when it comes to like anti-aging, I put them on a, a protocol. So if they want to do like a stem cell or a, uh, I can't say stem cells, but decellularized growth factors infusion, I usually get their bodies prepped. So there's that five day fasting, uh, fasting mimicking diet they can do mm -hmm. from Elmutra Prologue. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. Five days. In fact, I probably need to do that because I've been cheating these past few days, you know, eating. Time whatever. for a problem. It's yeah, a great yeah. way to just detox and yeah, lose that yeah. 
you know, that weight. That's awesome. um, but then I do like, you know, fisetin. So you can do that just for five days. You can do quercetin about 500 milligrams twice a day and uh, resveratrol. You know, those are some great products. And there's a product, I think it's called zombie dust 1212. It has all of it in there. Uh, fisetin, resveratrol. Oh, and um, yeah, I think those are the only products in there. And I'll, I can send you those links. Sure, know. that'd be great. Like, zombie yeah. dust to kill off the zombie cells. Is well, that why well, it's called? Yeah, zombie yeah. dust to kill off the zombie <laughs> love that, cells. Love that. <laughs> it's good, not just for Halloween, right? For, for all, no, all I year know, round. I know. It's <laughs> people like they love the name. And uh, yeah, I think, I mean, that, that's really what I do for longevity. You know, it's about balancing hormones, it's lifestyle. You know, there's other peptides like Epitalin, um, there's DSIP, you know, it's, it's really about improving that deep sleep. You know, yeah. I, you know, I used to like the aura ring until they start, you know, tracking you. <laughs> you know? Oh, do they? No, I don't know. I, I have you one. Have, like, so everybody I'll, I'll have to check it out. Aura yeah. rings. And uh, <laughs> I had a friend that just took it off and stopped and stopped wearing it because he didn't want to sign the waiver to be tracked. And track uh, all the uh, yeah, you know? yeah. It's one of those things. Double-edged sword, yeah. Double-edged sword. It's a great way to me to manage uh, or to measure your deep sleep. And and that's really key. If you're not sleeping well and you're not going to the bathroom every day, that's number one, right? Yeah, you need the deep sleep to detox. Yeah, for sure. Yes, yes sir. Mm -hmm. um, what, what are your thoughts about increasing deep sleep? How do you increase deep sleep? What have you found to be helpful? Um, there's a couple of products I like, like Hinocchio. Um, there's one from deep blue sleep that I've used. However, it does cause some weird dreams. I like DSIP Delta sleep inducing peptide. So you can do, you know, 20 to 30 units, um, three, four times a week. Plus Epitalin also helps with sleep and it helps increase those, um, telomeres. So they say, mm. you know, nice. um, I would do a test first, like, um, true diagnostics is a great test that can measure epigenetically what's expressed. Right. And it can even give you your age based on your immune system. You're only as old as your immune system. But I always thought, you know, you're always <clears> as old as your blood vessels, too. So I would always do a baseline first, then start this program and then do another one in six months and see how it's changed. Yeah, I love that test because it, it really kind of tells us that it's not just about the amount of methylation, but where where we're methylating and demethylating in the body, that true diagnostics test. It's, it's yes. really about the quality of the methylation, right. which is really nice. Um, and then um, let's go into nutrition a little bit. Let's touch on that since you're also a certified clinical nutritionist. What kind of, um, I mean, this could be a whole nother uh, talk, but what, what kind of general food patterns or, you know, health, healthy kind of food uh, patterns would you recommend for someone that really wants to maximize longevity and health span and all that? Food wise, I would say the Mediterranean diet. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say Mediterranean. I usually do a metabolic code diet, 1800 calorie or uh, 1500 calorie for women. And then that in combination with uh, intermittent fasting, you know, avoid inflammatory foods like gluten, dairy, soy, nuts. Um, those are eggs. You know, those are some inflammatory foods first, you know, for a few weeks while we're doing this weight loss program, and then you can slowly introduce it. But, do you um, feel like eggs is an inflammatory eggs food? It's inflammatory too. It yeah, it can be. That's too bad. That's too bad. I know. I know. Especially my <laughs> daughter's big into weightlifting. She's been, she hates eggs, but she started eating them because she knows she needs the protein. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. She forces herself to eat it, but it is in, inflammatory, you know, and, and, and even whey protein, you know, like that, what, what, what do we do? You know, but I, you know, I think, um, you know, just 
having a balanced diet and improving that ability to uh, convert to a water soluble. So making sure you're uh, taking a good amount of magnesium, about 7.5 milligrams to 10 milligrams per kilogram is what I recommend. 10 milligrams per kilogram for those that are heavily working out, 7.5 milligrams per kilogram per day. Okay, so that's gonna help facilitate that excretion. So regardless, you're eating well, but you're not oxidized, right? You're not uh, going through oxidative stress. So mm, that's mm-hmm. really, really key. And then beets, you know, uh, spinach, arugula, optimizing your nitric oxide. As you know, you've talked to, to Beth Shirley, who's my, my mentor, yeah. who I love her. Beth is great. And it's yeah. all about nitric oxide, right? So how yeah. do we optimize that uh, through her supplements, but also uh, a good quality uh, diet that supports that nitric oxide support. Mm-hmm. A lot of leafy greens. That's really oh, key. Yeah. Um, let's talk about sauna. I'm, I'm kind of getting into that too. Um, we know that sauna can help with both nitric oxide, but also there are some studies from Finland, I believe that show that sauna can promote longevity. Um, mm-hmm. do you sauna in your practice or either personally? I do. I actually have one here at the house and I do okay. it very often because I, you know, I haven't done a metal testing on myself. I've been meaning to, I had one and ended up not doing it right. I'm going to do that soon. We're worst advocates, right? Every, everyone yeah. is high in metals, by the way. <laughs> That's yeah, I think so. Test. Pretty so, much. Yeah. Yeah. So it does help remove that uh, mercury yeah. for sure. That's the only way that I know you can. So uh, in terms of it increases nitric oxide, that is interesting. I haven't read that study from Finland. So people I share. think it just increases circulation. So you're kind of... Okay the heat, yeah. you know, just through the heat. And, and I think, you know, with the, then the near infrared light, you know, is more involved with the mitochondrial biogenesis and things like that. Um, right. I think similar to um, like, especially if you have sauna plus, plus infrared light, yeah. that, that, that would be a good combo, you know, potentially, but that's Not good. Too. Yeah, that, that can be helpful. And, and where, where are you on exercise or, or like we like to say here movement? Um, how important is that for anti-aging? We, you talked about, I think before, kind of um, addressing sarcopenia and, you know, building muscle mass. And that's a big predictor of longevity and health span. So what, what do you generally recommend for exercise for people? Sure. I would recommend at least three to four days a week of resistance training, um, plus about two to three days a week of, of cardio. It doesn't have to be a whole hour, you know, hit training is just, is suffice, but really that resistance training doing weights is really key. And if you're not building muscle, you know, I, I have, we have, I have a lot of patients that are elite athletes that do or ex-military, you know, so yeah. they're, you know, they're, they're going to the gym five, six days a week and they're just not performing. So I, you know, I help them with in that regard with some peptides, right. That mm-hmm. help uh, increase that, that growth of uh, muscle tissue. Um, but they're also, you know, can't, can't perform because they're in pain, right. They, they mm. can't do what they used to do. So they're, that's why that's another added effect to that. But I would say for sure, resistance training, at least three days a week, you can even just do that band, you know, get it. If you're at home, you know, you don't necessarily have to have, you know, personal trainer or anything, but I would definitely uh, recommend, uh, some good weight lifting and then grip strength, you know, check your grip strength. That's really number one too. Is, I mean, mm-hmm. people forget that's the f- fundamentals of anti-aging is how strong can you open up a jar of, of, uh, you know, of jelly or not jelly. You don't want to have jelly. (laughs) 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 What are we opening these days? (laughs) Um, Let's see. Open up some BPC. Maybe there's like a really tight BPC jar that you could open. Yeah. Well, you know what I, I always think about this is, morning, so I did cheat this morning. So. <laughs> hey, at least have a little fruit in it. Maybe a little fisetin, yeah. right? Fisetin, I think strawberries are, are high in uh, fisetin. Yeah. Um, 
you could you could do a grip strength with like a thumb wrestling, you know, like a you know, oh, yeah, you know yeah. thumb wrestling with your <laughs> you kids. Thumb war. Thumb war. Yes, yes. One, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah that's there fun. You go. Yeah, so <laughs> fun ways to promote grip strength. Um, what do you think about um weights? Like, do, does it have to be like like free weights, or can it be like body weights for people? Can, can you can you do can you do can you build up muscle just through body weights? Oh, of course, yeah. With your own body resistance training, yeah. even just planking. With your body resistance. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, I think that's the best way. I think yoga is really helpful. You know, which mm -hmm. is pretty much your own body's weight, right? You help sustain, but you're not going to build so much muscle, but it's going to help with that flexibility. I think it's a combination of doing yeah. that because you also want to push yourself a little bit more at the gym. You know, I, I think for me anyway, that's just how I am. You always oh, I was trying to get the yoga comment in here because we have some yogis in our practice. So I'm kind of curious about how, how they're going to build, build muscle. And maybe there's a, maybe there's a new combination, uh, sport like yoga, yoga weight training or something. Yeah. Create that, you know, <laughs> it's like jujitsu, which is forced yoga, which I tried, but it wasn't for me. So that, yeah. Okay. okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk about, um, let's talk about some, uh, more fun questions. I think this is a great overview of anti-aging and thank you so much for coming on Mary. Um, you're very expert in this area. So definitely have to talk more offline on this too. Um, let's talk about um, your morning routine, if you don't mind, you know, morning routines are really, really helpful for, um, kind of establishing a daily, you know, repetitive in a way pattern of, of healthy habits that will promote longevity and promote health. So if you don't mind sharing your Mary's uh, morning routine here. Sure. I'm an early riser. Uh, so I actually, uh, I'm a boxer. So I box three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and that starts from six to seven. I, when I, I usually sleep between nine and 10. <laughs> so I sleep pretty nice. early. I have uh -huh. a routine. Like my dog knows like, Oh, it's time for bed. You know, they, they feel it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's really the key is honoring that time for sleep. But even before that, when I wake up in the morning, I just learned, I'm like, you know what? We really need to program our minds what we want, right? Yeah. You can do all these things. You can deep sleep, but telling what telling your body telling your mind what it is you want to feel when you wake up or how you want to like how you just what you want to do before you go to sleep is one of the most powerful things we can do and i just tapped into that just recently and i'm going to start doing that even more and then you wake up you feel great right you want to tell yourself how you want to feel when you wake up and what time you want to wake up try it and you will i will definitely try that Thank instead of like setting advice. your alarm tell yourself i'm going to wake up at 5:55 or at 4:45 whatever time it is but I, I firmly believe in allowing yourself that time to wake up, to have that coffee, to be into yourself, right? And, and to meditate, you yeah. know, and, or prayer or surrounding yeah. myself right now. I'm, you know, I, I believe in God and I've been praying and I've been doing that. And that's been helping me, you know, either reading scripture or, you know, surrounding myself around that. I think the mindset and affirmations really framing that day, like you said, even the night before, that's so powerful. Yes. It's so healing. Yes. Uh, definitely going to try that. Th thank you for that You're advice here. Um, and what do you do every day to cultivate joy? It sounds like there's there's probably a lot of options there. Um, that's another kind of You general. know, I, I, it's sometimes you push yourself to do things that you know will bring you joy until that joy happens. Does that make sense? Because it's easy to sulk in misery. It's easy to be alone and it's easy to think about and let all these negative thoughts into your mind. But what you do is you allow yourself to do something that you know will bring you joy. Like I started golf again, went and bought golf clubs. I started to go to the range, even if I'm just by myself playing, that's okay. But it brought me joy. And you do those things until you do it. 
or giving or service, talking to someone, looking at them and, and connecting. That for me brings me joy is that yeah. connection yeah. because we're all connected. We don't right. live on this planet alone and we all need that, Yeah, you know, because who knows where we're going to be, you know, but what we do have is humanity and no one can ever take that away. So that's how I find my joy is through people. Yeah, I think the connection is huge. And it's really something that, as you know, we kind of evolved or were created in tribes, you know, like villages in a way. And sometimes that social connection uh, is really life-giving. You know, it's just just by connecting to others and, and, and being of service, but also kind of just connecting to people, you know, is, is so healthy. It's so healthy. Yeah. And we see that even in... And I think even in research on longevity and health span is that the people that are more connected, they, they live longer, they, they're happier, they have more joy, you know, all these things. So, so really that the human connection is in a way, one of the ultimate anti-aging, you know, strategies, I would say is to stay connected to your, to your tribe, you know, so. So thank you so much, uh, Mary. Um, I know you have a a few uh, sites where people can kind of access your, your wisdom, work with you. So how can listeners learn more about you and uh, work with you? Gee, um, I guess they can go on my website. It's uh, my practice name is Boutique Wellness. So the website is Boutique Wellness and then ncnorthcarolina.com. So it's Boutique Wellness ncom are, are you doing telehealth or do they have to be a resident? No, of I am doing telehealth as long as it's not okay. controlled substances that I can do a ton of nutrition. Okay. And, yeah. um, and I also work at a practice TRTMD. So we do see patients there. It's in Maryland. Okay. Um, and they're probably the number one prescriber and a provider of hormones in Maryland. Actually. Oh, I don't think I know about that. Where, where is that they're, located? They're, they're in Severna Park. Okay. So okay. I do a lot of their consulting as well. Um, cool. I right. love to check it out. great, great, great patients and great staff. It's a really great family there. Awesome. Uh, along with my practice in uh, Winston, where we do um, a lot of IV therapy. I just purchased an ozone device. So we do ozone therapy too nice. and hormones. I do a lot of just hormone packages, but I am happy to see you um, as long as you just see me once a year. I'm happy to do telemedicine anywhere in the country. And then Good. soon we'll, we're, we're going to be providing it overseas as well. That's, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Super exciting. Mary, great to connect with you again here and uh, we'll chat um, soon. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. If you enjoyed this conversation, please take a moment to leave us a review. It helps our podcast to reach more listeners. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next episodes and conversations. And thank you so much again for being with us.